Thanks for joining us here at New Song Church, where we are helping people to know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. If you have any questions at all or just want to learn more about us as a church, you can check us out online at mynsc.org. It's the best way to stay connected with us throughout your week. And now, check out this week's sermon. Uh, hey, today, uh, everybody should have gotten this Pray First book on the way in. And I want to just take a few moments and let you know, obviously, we're starting 21 Days of Prayer uh, we decided this year to start it on the 3rd, on Monday, and um, um, just want you to take part in it. We call it 21 Days of Prayer and Fasting, and I obviously, I need to put a little caveat, caveat there, that uh, just a little note that says, you know, if you decide to fast, um, you know, you need to check with your doctor about that, if you're able to do that or not, and, and, but you can at least fast something. Everybody can at least fast to something, and, and so whether that's television, whether that's um, uh, social media type of stuff. If you go in the food direction, that, that's fine. That's between you and, and, your, and your doctor. Um, but we want you to join us. We want you to join us because we, we have a motto here at New Song is just pray first. Pray before we do anything. We just pray first. And this guy, there's so many people in our, in our church family that have never, they, they didn't grow up in church. They, and I'm talking about 60% of our church. Uh, they, they have been de-churched for a long time or they were unchurched. Uh, before coming here, and we love that, everybody. We are reaching lost people with the good news of Jesus, but they've never been taught how to pray, and maybe you haven't either. And so here's here's a, a booklet for you that, that we have professionally printed just so you could take advantage of it, and it has different types of prayers in here. In fact, you could just take one of these chapters in here and just pray that one chapter this week. It, it, it teaches you how to pray, and so there's warfare prayers in there, and there's there's prayers that are in fact, if you pray through, we, we um, uh, well, we, we call it like a prayer template, if you want to call it like that. There's the Lord's Prayer. That's a prayer template that you can use. There's a tab- the tabernacle prayer. I don't know if you've ever been taught that before, but it, it's beautiful. It's wonderful. And it'll just teach you, as you study these types of prayer templates, you'll just, you'll just realize, okay, well, first of all, I need to start by just worshiping God. I, I'm going to start by just giving him the honor that's due his name. And then you just go through the template and just pray uh, what, what the next section is. And it actually will help you uh, not only learn how to pray, but it'll help you enjoy your prayer time. And what you used to be able to, you know, like, boy, I don't know if, even know if I can pray five minutes. Well, this is going to help you. If you, keep, if you keep track of it, it's going to help you pray for longer amounts of time and also enjoy the amount of time that you're spending in prayer. And, and we, we would just encourage you to do this. Um, in fact, here at New Song, uh, we, we start a day as a staff. We all go into our, our separate places throughout the church uh, for half an hour every morning. Right when we get here, we immediately go to our, our prayer places, our prayer closets. And we have a rule here at, at, for the staff at New Song that we pray for half an hour every day. And we also pray out loud because that helps us to focus. It helps us not to get distracted because I'm an, you know this about me. I'm an ADD kind of guy. I just, my, my mind just is from here to there. And, and, um, um, and that praying out loud, it just helps me focus. It helps me stay on track with what I want to do. And the more that you pray, the more you realize a half an hour is not that much time. In fact, I've grown to truly love my prayer time in the morning. And there are times where I have a meeting coming up and I'm thinking, I don't want to stop praying. I'm really enjoying this, enjoying spending time with God. So I want you to take advantage of this. We paid a lot of money 
to have this done. And, and that wasn't so you could take it home and just set it on your end table and let it stay there and never look at it. It's for you to use. It's, for you. it's a resource. And I hope you know that about us here at New Song. We, we love to resource you as much as possible and, and help you live a successful Christian life, a, a life of passionate devotion to the Lord Jesus Christ. So take advantage of these prayer, prayer books. And I would also tell you, take, take it a, an amount of time every day um, and, and just pray. Just start your day in prayer. And, and maybe, it's, maybe it's 15 minutes in the morning and 15 minutes before you go to bed, or maybe it's scattered throughout the day. Whatever it is, just take time to pray and take time to fast. Fast from something. something and, then, and then what normal time you would normally spend on that one thing, that like so so if you say you know what I'm going to go 21 days without being on social media so today I'm going to tell everybody hey I'm going to be off social media for the next 3 weeks and, and instead of being on social media I'm just going to pray the the time that I would have spent on and some of you are going to be praying for like 6 hours a day cuz you you've been on social media a lot and uh and I'll tell you everybody my wife and I we just kind of got rid of social media and it's been a, it's been a, a huge blessing in our life we we just we're just done with it and, um, and, and, you know, it's so weird. I'm still alive. I'm still breathing. I'm, I'm actually, actually, actually better than what I was be, before that, everybody, because now I, I can manage my time even, even better. And uh, I would encourage you at least, at least, at least to spend, spend 30 minutes a day just in prayer and then fast something, fast something, because we learned, we pray first and we start this year off in prayer. So please, please, please take advantage of that. Obviously, Wednesday night, be here six o'clock. And, and we are very faithful. If you've ever been a part of our prayer services in the past, we're very faithful. If we start at 6, we're done at 7. We're not going to keep you until 7.45. I, I'm telling you, 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 it's one of those things that we are very faithful. At 7 o'clock, I will say, hey, if you want to stay and, and keep praying, you can. But at 7 o'clock, you're welcome to go now. And, and uh, we just end the prayer time at that, at that point, all right? Um, so join us this coming Wednesday, 6 o'clock. We'll have just kind of an acoustic worship type of set. And then, and then we'll just pray, and, and I'll, I'll lead that out myself, all right? So we would love for you to be a part of that. We would just love for you to, to join us with that. that. That being said, are you ready to study the Word of God, yes or no? I, I can't wait. I've been chomping at the bit to share this with you. It's one of my favorite topics. It's, it's a topic that I, I uh, feel most qualified in teaching because it's one of the topics that I've studied the most um, in, in, in my own personal studies, not just in preparing for sermons, but just in my own personal studies, because it's been so life-changing for me. And there are several topics I can talk about. I can talk about grace all day long. I've, I've studied grace so much, and it has been so transformational in my life. that I could, I could teach on that at a moment's notice and, and, and still have material left over to teach again. You know, uh, what I'm about to share with you this morning, it's a, it's a matter of believing and speaking. Believe, it's a matter of faith and the power of words. I could teach this all day long because I'm passionate about it, and I've seen its effects on my life and the life of this church. In fact, you are, you, are, you are a recipient of the benefits of people in this church, not just me, but people in this church who have believed the Word of God and have spoken it over you. I'm going to say that again. You are a recipient of the blessings of God, because there are people in this church who believe the Word of God and speak it over you. And you need to join us in that. And today, I'm going to teach you how to, how to be a person of faith, but also how to speak it. And I'm going to share a portion of Scripture uh, this, this year that I've never shared with you before concerning faith and, and the power of words, the power of words. And it's actually part of the Christmas 
story. It's in Luke chapter 1, verse 26. Are you ready for this? I'm telling you, this subject matters all through the Bible. I, I can't wait to teach this to you. It's Luke chapter 1, verse 26. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. And she was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. And Gabriel appeared to her, and he said, Greetings, favored woman, the Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. What are you talking about? I, I'm just a young teenage girl. I haven't done a thing to, to, to deserve this conversation with you. What, what are you talking about? She is confused and disturbed. It reminds me of Gideon when Gideon is literally hiding out and, and, and an angel <laughs> appears to him and, and, and says to him, you, hey, Gideon, you are a mighty man of valor. At that point, Gideon hadn't done a stinking thing, everybody. He, he was hiding out. He was a chicken. That's what he was. And the angel says, you are a mighty man of valor. No doubt he was confused and disturbed. And hey, what are you talking about? And that's what Mary is. I, I mean, what if, what, if the angel, what if an angel appeared to you today and said, you are a mighty man of God. You're a mighty woman of God. You might look at the angels and think, okay, you're weird. You're, you know, I don't think you're from God because, you know, I haven't done anything. Well, Mary is in that moment right here. And the angel replies, verse 30, don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus, and he will be very great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David, and he will reign over Israel forever, and his kingdom will never end. And Mary asked the angel, but how can this happen? I, I am a virgin. And the angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby to be born will be holy, and he will be called the Son of God. What's more, your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age. People used to say she was barren, but she has conceived a son and is now in her sixth month. And I want you to mark this next verse. We're going to come back to it. For the word of God will never fail. For the word of God will never fail. And of course, Elizabeth, as you, as you know the story, Zechariah and Elizabeth are the parents of John the Baptist. John the Baptist. So, so here we have verse 38. Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. Let's stop right there. And if you have your notes there, you can underline that. I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. Let me teach you what faith is. This is not in your notes. Faith is when we believe and accept the word of the Lord. It is when we believe and accept the word of the Lord. That's the starting place of faith. It is when we believe and accept the word of the Lord. And that's what Mary is doing in this moment. The angel is telling her something. He said, you are, you are going to give birth. And by the way, you're still going to be a virgin when you give birth to this child. And he will be the Messiah, the son of God. And Mary, even though she's quite taken back, 
She says, may everything that you have said about me come true because I am the Lord's servant. So I believe and I accept this word. I believe and I accept this word. And then the angel left her. A few days later, verse 39, a few days later, Mary hurried to the hill country of Judea to the town where Zechariah lived. She entered the house and greeted Elizabeth. At the sound of Mary's greeting, Elizabeth's child leaped within her, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Elizabeth gave a glad cry and exclaimed to Mary, God has blessed you above all women, and your child is blessed. Why am I so honored that the mother of my Lord should visit me? Let me tell you something. Elizabeth being filled with the Holy Spirit, understood what was happening in the moment. Can I tell you something? When we walk in in the infilling of the Holy Spirit, we will understand things that nobody else around us understands. We will have discernment concerning things that nobody else will discern because the Holy Spirit guides us into truth. The Holy Spirit teaches us what we should know in the morning, in the moment. And that's a sermon I could preach, by the way, all day too. How many know we need to be filled with the Holy Spirit in our life? We need him in our life. So she understood something that most people would not understand because she was filled with the Spirit. Verse 44, and when I heard your greeting, the baby in my womb jumped for joy. You, Mary, are blessed because you believed that the Lord would do what he said. Let's stop it right there. You are blessed. Mary, you're blessed because you believed. Because you believed the word of the Lord and you accepted it in your life. You are blessed. You might want to write this down. It's not in your notes. It should be. Favor follows faith. Blessings of the Lord follow faith. The blessings of the Lord follow faith. Favor follows faith. Favor follows Faith. You need to get that down in your heart, everybody. God honors faith. God honors faith. If you want to experience the blessings of the Lord in your life, you need to believe the word of the Lord, and you need to accept the word of the Lord. And blessings will follow you. I can't force you to do that. I can do it for me, but you have to do it for you. And this is something I learned a long time ago. I, when I'm praying, when I'm praying about something very, very specific, about something that I'm in need of or, or something that somebody else is in need for that I love and, and I cherish them and I'm praying on their behalf, at that moment, I want to be, I long to be a person of faith. Let me say it this way. If I'm in trouble, I don't want to be the type of person that has to borrow your faith for my issue. Come on, everybody. Am I I preaching to you this way? Is this good? I I don't want to have to borrow your faith. I'm glad that you're there to pray for me. And the Bible says when we pray together, it really makes a difference. That's why we're going to meet this Wednesday at six. Because when two or three gather in the name of Jesus and we pray according to his will, he's not only here with us, but he does the miraculous. We need to pray together. But what if you're all alone? 
What, 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 if you, what if nobody's around and you can't borrow somebody else's faith? You have to rely on your own. How many know in those moments you have to be a person of faith? So I, I don't want to be the type of person that has to borrow your faith. I want to have my own faith. Well, if I, if I want my own faith, I need to know the word of God. I have to know the promises of God that apply to my life. And all of the promises of God apply to my life. They are yes and amen in Christ Jesus. So I have to know those promises. I have to believe those promises. I have to accept those promises as being true. And then what we'll discover in a second, I'll have to speak those things out. I'm going to have to declare those things. And, and, and this is what some people struggle with. They, they struggle with uh, what, what they consider reality versus their faith which hasn't been accomplished yet. But you know, when you're a person of faith, faith says, no, and it's already accomplished because the word of God is true. I might not see it, but it's already accomplished. I'm just agreeing with God, what, what God already said about that situation. Can I teach this to you this morning? It's going to be fun. The first thing you need to know, number one, write this down. Faith pleases God. Do you want to be a God pleaser? Well, of course, we all do, right? We want to please God. I mean, when God, when God looks at you, don't you want God to say, I am so pleased with you? Well, of course you want that. You wouldn't be here today if you didn't want that. So if you want that in your life, and I believe we all do, then we have to be people of faith because Hebrews says, uh, chapter 11, verse 6, that without faith, without faith, it's impossible to please God. So faith pleases God, let, let me say it a different way, that faith captures God's attention. Oh, there's Justin. He's acting in faith. He's believing by faith. Like, he actually, look, look, he actually believes my word. And then favor follows faith. Blessings follow faith. Which is what Elizabeth Tells Mary, you are blessed because, not because you worked for it, not because you deserved it. You're blessed because you believed. You just believed. Well, pastor, it can't be that simple. It is. It is. And I'm, I'm going to show you that. I'm going to show you that. So this is what faith does. Number two, faith simply believes what God says. It's so simple. Faith just believes what God says. So faith is not a product. Watch this. Faith is not a product of reason based on circumstantial conditions. Well, I can see that this is happening and this is happening. This is happening. So, hey, you know, yeah, I believe. No, 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 no. Faith is not a product of reason based on circumstantial conditions. It is based on God's power and his inability to lie. Okay, Hebrews 11.1, 1, faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence. It's the evidence of things that we cannot see. Faith is the evidence. It's the substance. It's the reality of things that we can't see. It's not based upon circumstantial conditions or circumstantial evidence. It's based upon God's word. Okay, so Hebrews 6.18 says, it's impossible for God to lie. So it's based on not only God's power, 
the power of God's word, but it is based upon God's inability to lie. That's why I had you mark down Luke chapter 1, verse 37. For the word of God will never fail. So we go to Hebrews 6, 18, and we say, hey, it's impossible for God to lie. And you think, well, the Bible says that once. No, the Bible says that over and over and over and over again, that God is not a liar. God is not a liar. God is not a liar. So if he says it, it's done. Well, I don't see it yet. Doesn't matter. Faith is, faith is the reality of what we hope for, the evidence of things that we cannot see. I might not see it yet, but it's already done. It's already taken care of. Well, pastor, I really struggle with that. So my question is this, though, and nobody was, would do this. And you, the moment I say this, you're going to be like, oh, I don't want to say that. Well, pastor, I really struggle with that. So, so what you're telling me then is you're looking at God in the eyes and saying, God, I think you're a liar. Oh, I would never do that. Well, isn't that sort of what you're doing when you don't believe his word? It, and not that you mean to. But you see how the devil comes in and just tries to just to feed you some ideas and some thoughts. Well, is that is that really what he said? Does that really? I mean, that might apply to Pastor Justin and his wife. But does that really apply to, to me, though? Isn't that the voice of the devil that comes in and says, no, I don't know if you can trust God in this situation. I don't know if you can trust God with what you're dealing with or with who you are or with what you've done. I don't know if that applies to you. Can I tell you, anytime you think those thoughts, those are the very first thoughts that the devil gave Adam and Eve in the garden. And those thoughts, those lies are still active in the world today. The enemy is still using the same lies he used in the garden of Eden today in your life. He's trying to feed you some lies that the word of God does not apply to you or that circumstances just deem otherwise. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you, that is a miserable way to live life, doubting the word of God. New, new song, let's never call God a liar. Let's never call God a liar. If he said it, it is true. If he said it, it's real. God's word never fails, and it is impossible for him to lie. Why? Because God is truth. God is truth. It's impossible for him to lie. So faith simply believes what God says. Third thing, we've already brought this up, but faith connects us then to the blessings of of God. Faith connects us to the blessings of God. Remember, you are blessed, Mary, because you believed, because you believed. And we would all say, yeah, I want to live a blessed life. Then you need to live a life of faith. Now, 
Hang with me. Because in the Bible, we see this, that faith is often tested. It's true. And a, and a lot of what, what, what happens when, when a lot of, there's a lot of preachers around the world that, that preach faith, and, and there's nothing wrong with what they're teaching, but sometimes they, they fail to teach the other aspect of it, that faith is, is sometimes tested. And, and it's tested to show us where we need to grow, how we need to grow. It's, it's, and, and God just allows those things in our life. You say, well, why does he do that? Because, listen, listen, listen. My faith has always grown more when I'm in a battle than I'm, like, and I've told you this before, my faith grows more when I'm in a valley than it does when I'm on the mountain. And God wants us to have increased measures of faith. Jesus was telling his disciples, listen, listen, you, you can say to this fig tree, and it'll do what you say. Why don't you have that faith? Jesus is always telling his disciples about faith. Oh, and in fact, he, he oftentimes confronts them. He's like, oh, ye, the King James Version, oh, ye of little faith. What, what does Jesus keep telling his disciples over and over and over again? Would you guys just start believing? Would you just start believing? Well, what were they supposed to believe? The word of the Lord. They were supposed to believe the word of the Lord. He's just constantly teaching them to believe. Can I tell you something, New Song? This is a sermon that needs to be taught all over the world in this generation. That the church of Jesus Christ needs to believe and believe more. To grow, to, to increase in faith. Because the Bible never, never tells us that doubt is okay. In fact, doubt is never Okay, in the word of God. In fact, one of the disciples, the followers of Jesus Christ, his reputation was one of doubting, and that wasn't a good reputation. It wasn't like, oh, I'm so proud of Thomas. He just loves to doubt. Don't you love that guy? He just loves it. He loves it. No, it wasn't a good reputation. It, it was, and you know, by the way, he wasn't always doubting Thomas. It kind of bothers me that he gets that that work because it was him who said, hey, maybe we should go with Jesus so that we could die with Jesus. It was him that said that. So, so he wasn't always doubting, but that's who we know him at. And, and yet doubt is never smiled upon in the word of God. But faith always is. The blessings of God are connected to the faith that we have in God. And maybe, maybe application Maybe you're not seeing the blessings of God upon in your life the way you want to because you're not walking the life of faith. You're not living the life of faith that God wants you to live. Are you stopping your own blessings coming down to you from the Father of lights who gives good and perfect things to us? Are you stopping the blessings of God because of your lack of faith? I can't answer that for you. But I know there are many times in my life that I have stopped the blessings of God. Can I, can I say this again, everybody? That faith connects us to the blessings of God. And I want to be blessed by God. I want that abundant life that Jesus promised me. I want that. 
and, and I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about, can, can, can we just get our motives right in here, by the way? I, I'm not talking about living in some, some mansion with having the best cars and having so much surplus money to spend on anything. That is not my view of blessings. That, that's my view of materialism, maybe. <laughs> you know, like, uh, uh, I, I'm not, that's not what I'm talking about. That's not what because because the Bible says he, that, that, that when we pray to him, we have to pray with the right motives. When we come and believe the word of God, we have to believe with the right motives in mind. We have to have the heart of God. And Jennifer and I are convinced that if we became millionaires overnight, we would just give it away. Like we, we would just further the kingdom of God. I, I just, I, I would, I'd plant so many churches around the world. You'd be amazed at how many churches I'd want to plant. Why? Because it's just, those things in this world, houses and cars and clothes and it's all just temporary. But people, they're eternal. That's what I want to make my, I want to, I want to make a difference in the lives of others because that's eternal. That's eternal. I, I wish I could share this with you better than I am, but I hope you're getting it. Everybody, faith connects you to the blessings of God, but not so that you could grow in materialism, but that you could grow in, in service and in love and in generosity towards others who don't know the good news of Jesus Christ, our Savior. And I'm telling you, you'll have no greater joy until you learn to make a difference in the life of somebody else. And that's the truth. You'll have no greater joy until somebody's life is absolutely transformed because of something that God did through you. And I've told you this a lot of times. When I'm laying on my deathbed, hopefully I'm in my 90s at that point. I'm surrounded by children and grandchildren, great-grandchildren, hopefully great-great-grandchildren. That I'll look at all of my, my babies and I'll say, hey, everybody, that's how you live a life. You just give your life away for the glory of God. And that's how you live a life of joy. Have you ever noticed that people who are bent on more stuff, they're usually just miserable people. I could name some right now. Just They are miserable people. They have no joy. They are wealthy beyond, in, beyond anything that we could imagine, and yet they are so miserable because that stuff doesn't bring true joy. It just doesn't. Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world and of our lives, he brings the greatest joy. And when you live according to his purpose, you'll, you'll know what true joy is all about. Yeah, you'll be tired. You'll be tired, but you'll know what joy is all about. So now you realize, okay, I need to live by faith. Faith is believing, accepting the word of God. I want to do that. I want, I want to apply the word of God to my life. I want to take the promises of God and apply them to my life. And then, and then your low self-worth comes in and your, your past comes in and guilt comes in. And, and you think, well, okay, well, that's good for pastor and that's good for his wife and that's good for all the other stuff. That's just not good for me. It's not good for me. That is a lie. It's a lie. And I'm confronting that lie. And I'm going to prove that to you this morning. Number four, write this down. That every child of God, every child of God is authorized to use their faith. And I chose that word authorized for a reason. That you are not just allowed to use your faith. You are authorized to use your faith. You have authority to use the faith that God wants you to use. The, the faith that comes by hearing and hearing the word of the Lord. Every child of God is authorized to use your faith. But I haven't been a Christian for very long. It doesn't matter. You're authorized to use your faith. You're a child of God. 
You can be a child of God for a day or a child of God for 10 days or a child of God for 10 years or a child of God for 100 years, and you're equally authorized to use your faith. Let me prove this to you in Scripture, everybody. Romans 5, 1 and 2, I love this. Therefore, since we have been made right in God's sight, how? By faith. We have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ our Lord has done for us, not because what you have done for the Lord, but because what Jesus Christ has done for you. You accepted it by faith that Jesus is now your Lord and Savior, and you have peace with God because of the work of Jesus Christ. Verse 2, because of our faith, not because of our maturity, not because of the years that we've been serving Christ, but because of our faith, Christ has brought us into this place of undeserved privilege where we now stand. Where, where, where are we at now? In this place of undeserved privilege where we now stand. And when did you come into this place of undeserved privilege? Well, pastor, it took me about three years to get there. No, it didn't. Well, I didn't discover until I was saved for 30 years. That's your problem. Because that's not what Scripture says. You are in this place of undeserved privilege by faith the very moment you trusted Christ as Savior. He brought you into this place of undeserved privilege. Well, Pastor, I, 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 I don't deserve. Yeah, it's undeserved. Yeah, you don't. And I don't. And if you were a Christian for 50 years, you still wouldn't deserve it. But you're there by faith because of the work, not yours, but that of Christ Jesus. He brought you into this place of undeserved privilege. And it's a place that you now stand. So the same authority that I have as a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ is the same authority that you have. The same authority that you would have as a Christian after 50 years of, let's say you live for 50 years and you never once disobey the word of the Lord and you apply the word of the Lord and you study it and you live it out. For 50 years, you make no mistakes. You make no sins and you think, oh, well, that person has authority. Listen, the person who just has been saved for five seconds has the same amount of authority as the person who's been saved for 50 years. I'm telling you. You have authority. Well, I'm not a very good Christian. Doesn't matter. I don't. I don't see. See the fact that somebody says, "Well, I'm not a good Christian." You, you're getting it all wrong. You don't have any good in you at all. The Bible says that our righteousness, our goodness, is like filthy rags. You don't have. See, it's not. See, salvation is not based upon your goodness. It's based upon the goodness and the love and the sacrifice and the mercy of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. You don't have anything to do with that except by your faith in Jesus. It's not your goodness. It's his goodness that is seen in your life. And so no matter how long you've been a Christian, you have been authorized by God to use your faith. You just need to know what to believe for. And you need to know his word. Now, what, I'm going to show you something else. This is so cool. I never. This is new to me, and I've taught this subject so many times. It's new to me. 
I never caught it before uh, uh, this past week. I, I'm going to show you again. I'm going to take you to Luke chapter 145, chapter 1, verse 45. And this is where Elizabeth tells, tells Mary, she, she says this, Mary, you are blessed because you believed that the Lord would do what he said. You think, what's significant about that? There's a word in there that is very significant, and the word is blessed. In the Greek, it's pronounced makarios, blessed. You are blessed because you believed. And that word blessed literally means it's an extension of God's grace. It extends his grace. Let me say it a different way. Because it's not, it's not, it's not his grace is offered like, oh, I just extend this to you or I offer this. No, 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 no. That's not the word. That's not the word. It's an extension of his grace. It extends his grace. It, let me say it this way. It makes his grace long. But let, let me say it in another way. That, that, the, that you, when, when, when the Bible says that you are blessed because you believe, it says that then you have been, ex, you have this extended grace in your life. You have an extended grace in your life. It's a long grace. It's an overtaking grace. Let me say it like this. It's a grace after grace after grace after grace in your life. You are blessed with grace after grace after grace after grace because you believed. It's not one moment of grace. It's a lifetime of grace. It's a lifetime of undeserved privilege. An extension, a lengthening of grace in your life. Isn't that beautiful, everybody? That'll preach right there. See, what I'm enjoying in my life, and I hope you're enjoying in your life, is the grace of God, but not just the grace of God. It's the grace after grace after grace after grace after grace of God in my life. It's blessing after blessing after blessing after blessing in my life. And it doesn't mean that I'm not tested. It doesn't mean that I don't have bad days. I know what bad days are about. I've had more than my fair share. And yet, I look back over the course of my life and I see grace after grace after grace. Do you can can I get an amen from somebody in this room that feels the same way? Grace after grace. So every child of God is authorized to use their faith because you are in a place of undeserved privilege. You are in a place now because of your faith of grace after grace after grace. Now, faith, then, number five, write this down. Faith needs to fill our hearts and our mouths. But now, this faith that we have needs to fill our hearts and our mouths. 2 Corinthians 4.13, I say this every year, and I'm going to keep saying it. It is written, I believed, therefore I have spoken. And since we have that same spirit of faith, we also believe and therefore speak. We have the same spirit of faith, so we believe and therefore we speak. Luke 6.45, let me read this to you. Luke 6.45 says, A good person produces good things from the treasury of a good heart, and an evil person produces evil things from the treasury of an evil heart. What you say flows from what is in your heart. What you say flows from what is in your heart. 
the, the King James Version, I believe, says that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. So, so you're going to say what's ever in your heart. If you are a person of faith, faith will come out of your mouth. If you are a person of doubt, then doubt will come out of your mouth. If you're a person of fear, then fear will come out of your mouth. So before, you've, before, your heart, before your mouth is filled, you need to fill your heart with things that are right. You need to fill your heart with the promises of God. You need to fill your heart with the goodness of God. The study You need to study the goodness and the grace and the mercy of God and the character of God because when you study the character of God and who God is and, and you start believing his word and you start believing his promises, all of a sudden it's going to fill you up on the inside. And out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth will speak. Words of faith will just flow out of your mouth. So people have a bad day, and they, they come to me, Pastor, will you pray? And I look at them and say, hey, God has got this thing. God has got this thing covered. You're going to be just fine. Well, I don't know. Well, you listen, your abundance is speaking right now, and you're filled with fear. And I just reject that fear. And, I, and I'll, I'll talk to them, oh, no, you, that, that, fear is a, that the fear is a lie. Don't you listen to that fear. Fear is not from God. Fear is a demonic spirit. God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but of love and a power of sound mind. So you reject that fear, you allow faith to rise in your heart, and you speak words of faith. So we come to things like the book of Job. It says, when you decree a thing, it is established. Why? Because we live in a kingdom. We don't live in a democracy with God. God, is, God rules over his kingdom. And kingdoms work differently from democracies. Kingdom ha- kings of, kingdoms... When a king makes a statement, it's followed through with. When he decrees a thing, it's established. It can't be undone. If the king says it, it happens. If the king promises it, it's going to be fulfilled. See, everybody, you're thinking, well, I can negotiate with God. Why would you want to? If he's always working all things for your good, why would you want to negotiate with God? If if it were me, and in this case it is me, I want to align myself with God, with his word, with his promises, and I just want to believe what God has already spoken. And when I believe it, it's going to come out of my mouth, and I'm just going to speak it. You don't know how many times I've told my wife, it's going to be okay. God's got this. I'm not worried about this. God's going to provide. Hey, Hey, baby, God's going to heal. Baby, God's going to protect our children. We prayed for our children more than more than I can count. And and sometimes, you know, the parents, you start talking, and boy, boy, I hope she knows how to drive in the snow. She's never driven in the snow. Baby, God's God's going to protect our daughter. Yeah, it's her it's her first snow season. But God's got this. I'm not afraid. God is the protector of my family. See, see, everybody, the, the blessings of God are connected to your faith. And the only other option is to live a life of fear and a life of doubt and a life of questioning. And, and that just sounds like a miserable life to me, a life that I don't want to live. And I don't think you do either. 
So is everything going to always work out according to our plan? God's sovereign. So the answer to that is no. But one thing I know about God, he's always good. And he's always working things for my good. And for the good of this church. And for your good. For the good of my wife. For the good of my children. For the good of my family. For the good of everybody. He works things out for our good. Because he loves us. And he wants the best for us. But he wants us to agree with him. And his word. He wants us to live by faith. And when we live by faith, we will speak words of faith. The Bible says it this way. Proverbs says it this way. That life and death are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it, those who speak life, will eat its fruit. Like those who speak out the words of God and the goodness of God and the promises of God are going to enjoy the promises of God but you have to let them fill your heart. And when they fill your heart, they will fill your mouth. And when your mouth is filled with the promises of God and you speak those things, you're going to see those things happen in your life. Now, I just, I just preached to you to the best of my ability, a word that is transformational. If you agree to take it, embrace it, accept it, Live by it. And your response is your responsibility. And I have plenty of faith for you. And I I love it that you say, Pastor, can you pray for me? Absolutely. You can borrow my faith at any time. But you better have your own, too. You better have your own. Because what if nobody answers when you call? What if nobody responds when you message or email? What, what if you got nobody to talk to? You better have your own faith in that moment. Trust me, you'll be glad you did. You'll be glad. Do you receive the word of the Lord, yes or no? Good. I, I have had so much fun teaching that to you. I could do that all year long. I love it because it's transformational. I'm telling you, it's transformational. Let's, let's be a church that lives by the word of God, that we walk by faith. We live by faith. Can we give God a big amen this morning? Can we do that? Amen. Okay. So now we're going to pull the, we're going to pull the children in uh, this morning because we're going to gather around. And we're going to have all the kids, you know, uh, uh, sit with us. So I'm going to speak a blessing over you because it's how we start every year by me speaking a blessing over you. But this year is going to be a little bit different. The kids want to want to sing a couple of songs for you, if that's okay. And so uh, I, I, t- I said, absolutely. That's a great idea. Let's do that. So if you have children in the, in, the, um, in the purple room, the orange room, or the nursery, you need to go get them. And you can do that right now. And as, you, as you're doing that, all of those other kids are going to come in here and they're going to situate themselves up here on the platform real quick. So if you have kids in the orange room, purple room, or nursery, go get them. All of the other kids are going to make their way up to the platform uh, right here. And as they're doing that for everybody else that's in the room, just um, uh, let, me, let me talk to you about a couple more things. Um, I, I really want to encourage you, encourage you, encourage you to let's make this the best season of prayer that we've ever made it over the next 21 days, starting tomorrow. And we started it tomorrow so you can eat like a pig today. It's eat up. 
because tomorrow we're going to start fasting and praying, okay? All right, so what's going to happen right now, everybody? We're going to um, uh, going to pray a blessing over you. I'm just going to decree some things this morning. I'm going to speak a blessing. I want to say this. I, I have four kids of my own. Uh, one of them was up here. And um, um, in fact, Delight, you can sit with your brother. How's that? And um, that way, because because I'm going to be up here and my kids are going to be down there. It's okay if your kids squirm, everybody. It's no big deal. So moms especially, relax, relax. It's okay. We know what kids are all about. We love kids. Just because your kid is squirming does not mean this blessing does not apply to you or to them. All right? So they don't have to sit still to receive this blessing. I just want to say that. And this this is going to be a moment that I, I believe will set some things in order for you over this coming year. And again, I, I want to encourage you again that it's up to you to live by faith. I can't do that for you. I can decree these things over your life, declare these things over your life, but you need to be the one, moms and dads, you need to be the one to live by faith, to study the word of God and to apply it in your lives. And let me say this, that your children and your grandchildren need to see you doing it. They need to see that in your life. They need to see that Jesus comes first. They need to see that Jesus comes first. So live it out, moms and dads, grandparents, live it out in front of your children. It's life-changing. And I'm going to speak this blessing. Just pull your children in tight, your grandchildren in tight. And um, I have some things, all of these things that I'm going to share with you are out of the Word of God. And I'm going to speak them over you right, right here, right now. Let's do that. Heavenly Father, we come to you in this incredible moment in which families are gathered and they're ready to receive. And I pray that you prepare all of our hearts to receive the words that are spoken this morning. And we know, Father, as we studied, that you are true to your word, that your word never fails, and that it's impossible to, for you to lie. And we know that these words, that this blessing is from your heart, it's from your word. And we thank you for your word. It is life-changing. It increases our faith. It reveals truth to us. And it changes our circumstances when we live according to it. So new song, may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift, his, lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. May the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the God of all comfort, comfort your heart and protect you from discouragement and depression and fill you with joy that is unspeakable and full of glory and divine peace that passes understanding. And may your homes be filled with laughter and joy. And may all who enter your home sense the presence of our Heavenly Father and come to know His saving grace and truth. And may your homes be a refuge, a haven, for your children and your grandchildren and supernaturally protected from all attacks of the enemy. New song, may no weapon prosper that is formed against you, against your spouse, against your children or grandchildren or any family member that is under your care. I command every curse spoken over you and your family to be broken and I declare that all past and present and future curses are now lifeless. They are void of any power and completely destroyed in the name and by the power of Jesus Christ, our Savior. I bless you with supernatural provision 
and an overabundance of supply. I bless you with the wisdom to manage his provision according to his word. May our gracious Father bless you with the desires of your heart and the resolve to become and remain a cheerful giver in both tithes and offerings. May 2022 be known as a year of increase in growth, in love, in hope, in faith, in wisdom, in giving, and in service to our Lord. May you prosper in every way, and may your hearts be overflowing with gratefulness to the Father. New song, I bless you with hearts of worship. May your mouths be filled with praise and your your lips speak continually of God's goodness and God's grace. And I bless you with a hunger for truth, God's word. And I bless you with humble hearts that are willing and joyful in serving others out of sincere love. And may you be filled with the Holy Spirit and with power. And may you grow in the fruit of the Spirit like never before and be filled with every good gift according to the will of the Spirit. And I bless you with an increased measure of faith. May all that you pray and believe for come about at its proper God-ordained time. And may all of your friends and family members not only know Christ, but grow daily and quickly in their relationship with the Lord. For Jesus is returning soon. And I speak courage and boldness over you concerning your testimony and your confession of faith. May 2022 be a year of salvation for thousands as we boldly proclaim truth and grace to those who are lost. New song, may the Lord bless you with a committed heart towards his word and his people, never forsaking the assembling of ourselves in worship, encouragement, and instruction. I bless you to be imitators of Christ, and above all else at all times, that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight, so that you may be able to discern what is best and may be pure and blameless until the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes from him to the glory and the praise of God our Father. On this day, the first Sunday of 2022, New Song, I bless you, your family, and this community of faith with all of these things, as well as every good and perfect thing that God has planned for all of us, declaring it all in the strong name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. If you receive that blessing, say amen. Amen. I love you, New Song. Happy New Year. God bless you guys. As a church, it's our honor to play a small part in what God is doing through your life, and we would love to continue on that journey. To find out what your next steps could be in your relationship with Christ, all you have to do is go to mynsc.org slash connect. Thank you to all of you who consistently give, serve, and pray. You are the ones that God is using to truly make a difference in our community as we live out our mission of leading people to become fully devoted followers of Christ. We hope you tune in next week.